0: one of the things that happens is that you become so aware of his indwelling and the preciousness of the relationship with him that you would not want to do anything that would mar that relationship and it's progressive what i could think and say last week i can't think and say this week because the process of sanctification is speeding up for me and I'm more and more sensitive to the indwelling Holy Spirit in my thought life and everyday conversation. I love it. His to live, mine to die for. Through this rule of life you develop an ability to relate to God no matter what's happening. No matter what circumstances may arise your default position is to run straight to Him. You don't get caught out by the enemy so often. You aren't snared so much by fear or overcome by the flesh as frequently. And you don't become carnal in your attitude so often because you're governed by your rule of life that takes you to a higher level and that rule is predetermined, it's preset. And all the questions of life that result from your circumstances are answered through it in the light of the revelation of the Word of God that's contained in that particular rule. I bless the day that the Holy Spirit taught me about this because within a short time these rules removed attitudes, doubts and unbelief from my life. They streamlined my thinking and gave focus to the way I lived. They began to engender in me an absolute dependence on the Lord as my all-sufficiency. By seeking first and only his kingdom rule in my life and welcoming his scrutiny of everything i said and did it's called lordship a rule of life then gives us both a peace and a pace for living a rhythm in which we grow more intimately connected to the lord jesus through the holy spirit's indwelling and tutoring of us It draws us inexorably into an ever-deepening place of intimacy with the Almighty. Here's a rule of life that Paul wrote in Colossians 3.17. Whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Whatever you do, do it in the name of Jesus. How would that change the way you think and believe and therefore behave right now? This particular rule of life is as a summary of a corporate rule of life that is in this chapter in Colossians reading from verse 12. If every believer practiced this as a rule of life we would have intimacy with God on a corporate level. Just listen to this. So. I'm reading now uh, from Colossians 3, verse 12. So as those who have been chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving each other, whoever has a complaint against anyone. Just as the Lord forgave you, so also should you. Beyond all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. And let the peace of Christ rule in your heart, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell richly within you, with all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your heart to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks through him to God the Father and in the Amplified Bible it says it like this clothe yourselves therefore as God's own chosen ones his own picked representatives who are purified and holy and well-beloved by God himself by putting on behavior marked by tender-hearted pity and mercy kind feeling a lowly opinion of yourselves gentle ways and patience which is tireless and long suffering and has the power to endure whatever comes with good temper be gentle and forbearing with one another and if one has a difference a grievance or complaint against another readily pardoning one another even as the lord has freely forgiven you so must you also forgive and above all these put on love and enfold yourselves with the bond of perfectness which binds everything together completely in ideal harmony. And let the peace, soul harmony which comes from Christ's rule act as an umpire continuously in your hearts, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your mind in that peaceful state, to which as members of Christ's one body you were also called to live, and be thankful, appreciative, giving praise to God always. Let the words spoken by Christ the Messiah have its home in your hearts and minds and dwell in you in all its richness, as you teach and admonish and train one another in all insight and intelligence and wisdom in spiritual things, and as you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody to God with his grace in your hearts. And whatever you do, No matter what it is, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus and in dependence upon his person, giving praise to God the Father through him. You can encapsulate that as uh, everything for an audience of one. By practicing a rule like this, we practice the presence of God. We're doing everything possible to attract Him and His presence. We're changing the atmosphere where we live. We're living our lives as dearly loved children, obedient to His Word, teachable and learning how to behave in Father's house. The principle here is this. Bad attitudes attract the demonic. Good attitudes attract the presence of God. There is a blessing in unity, that attracts the Holy Ghost. There is a curse in disunity that attracts the demonic. A rule of life then means that we think, speak and act from where God has placed us in Christ. And we are dominated by our position and we are honour-bound to respect the place of favour that we have in God and also to extend that same favour to others no matter whether they're saved or unsaved whether we like them or whether we do not love is not a feeling it's an act of the will so we show the same grace the same love and the same favour to all people and because we're given that position of intimacy in Father's house, we're chosen, holy and beloved. Out of the love that God has for us, we can choose the way that our hearts will relate to the people around us. One of the early martyrs, I don't know his name, was being bricked up in his cell and left to starve to death there. And as the man put the last brick in, he extended his hand and blessed him. The moment we move from self-preservation to self-denial we move from Satan's kingdom to God's, from darkness to light. The enemy can't predict what you're going to do if you're not actually driven and controlled by extreme self-interest and self-gratification. There's no such thing as an unsurrendered heart. Your heart is always surrendered to something. So exploring this If Colossians 3, 12-17 was your rule of life, you couldn't be anything less than forgiving, compassionate, merciful and loving, no matter who or what the circumstance. If someone offends you, you cannot be anything other than forgiving and, and compassionate towards them because it's your rule of life. You cannot be anything less than kind, humble gentle and patient and it doesn't matter what anyone else is doing it only matters what you're doing and if that is your rule of life you cannot be anything less than what your rule of life says you should be. So all of your thoughts all of your actions are preset. doesn't matter how people come at you you are going to be forgiving compassionate kind and gracious and merciful and Patient, because that's your rule of life. Everything is fixed, preset, predetermined. Every decision is automatically made through the l- rule of life you are living with. So it doesn't matter whether a person is an enemy or a friend, you treat them both the same. It doesn't matter what people do against you. It's totally and utterly irrelevant. What is relevant is how you are choosing to live. This, beloved, is spiritual warfare. This is the love of God being shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. And it attracts the demonic because it shows forth the Christ life and wherever Jesus is there is warfare. And when you're making that choice whatever you do in word or deed to do it in the name of Jesus and give thanks to God in the process always remember to smile. If these elements are part of the rhythm of how we live in and before God they close the door to carnality and the enemy in your relationships. You live each day in like watertight compartments, keeping short accounts with God and man, starting each day with nothing hanging over from yesterday. Forgiveness, compassion, kindness and humility and gentleness and patience are all guaranteed attitudes that form Christ in us. They form a stable foundation for our relationship with God to flourish and our communication with people to be secure and fruitful. We're not hiding anything. We're living transparent lives and we're doing our best. Everything that comes out of our rule of life if you stick with it. So the rule of life provides the means in Christ to enable us to forbear and forgive one another so we become more loving, more understanding and more gracious just like someone else I know. The rule of life always points us to how God deals with us. Think about that for a moment. The rule of life always points us to how He deals with us. God's complaint against us is far greater than our complaint can ever be against anybody else yet he's never anything less than forgiving loving understanding gracious towards us because of Jesus so it's out of receiving that forgiveness and loving grace that we experience in Christ that we walk in those things towards other people Freely, freely you've received. Freely, freely give. Everything. It's a rule of life in Christ Jesus. Did it ever cross your mind that God has to exercise the fruit of the Spirit where you're concerned? Did it ever cross your mind that he chooses to be kind and good and gracious and merciful and long-suffering towards you? How long has it taken you to move your feet? How much have you personally frustrated the grace of God in your life by your persistent refusal to move? Knowing that he's good, kind, merciful and just, just how much have you relied on that grace without realising that that's what you've been doing? You may want to say sorry to him for your recalcitrance, reluctance and procrastination all this time. Forgiving you and suffering long with you is a conscious choice that he makes and he makes it because of the shed blood of Jesus. We forgive because we're forgiven. And we forgive with the same ease and delight that God the Father forgives us hard-heartedness in the body of Christ points to our never having received or maybe never properly understood the whole issue of forgiveness and the need to receive it when we come to him father says forgive or I can't forgive you forgive us our trespasses as we forgive others we say don't we he says it's in your own best interest to forgive And he delights in our appeal to the blood of Jesus, he loves it. He's so slow to be angry and he's so quick to bless. He's so full of compassion, abounding in mercy and loving kindness. If we never come to realize how much we personally, each one of us, have been forgiven, we will not love much. For the scripture says, he who is forgiven much, loves much. Another way of putting it is he who knows how much he's been forgiven, loves much. The point is this about the rule of life, it's designed to take us way beyond just the normal practice of what passes for Christian living. It provides a point of entry into the very presence of God himself and it maintains a righteousness. It maintains a dignity. It maintains an integrity in your life before the Holy Spirit which attracts the Holy Spirit and blessing to you. It gives you favour at a high level to intercede for others to make a difference where you are. Beyond all these things put on love which is the perfect bond of unity. so there comes a time in the Christian walk when God shows you you can't go back and the thought of what he's asking you drives you up the pole you're thinking as Graham would say I hate my life I can't go back because you've ruined me I can't stay here because I'm frustrated with where I am and I've just heard something that excites me and I want it with all my heart but I can see there's a cost to this, it's going to kill me but the only avenue open to me is I have to go down that road even if it kills me. So we've come so far but just maybe we haven't come quite far enough and I feel for many of us God may be saying well what are you going to do? Are you going to come all the way? If you stay here, it is going to kill you, because I've arranged for that. God, where else can we go? We may be like Lot, living on the edge of the Christian life, and as close to the world as we can. That's what got him into a whole heap of trouble. Maybe it's time we shook ourselves and realised that we've just been coasting along, doing the minimum, And today God's saying, listen, this isn't going to work unless you give it all you've got. I want you out of that comfort zone. I want you walking with me into the future I have for you because I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. But you can't bring that lot with you. To do this means we really have to embrace the change that's coming with both hands. Step over the line and determine not to step back again, whatever the cost. Comes a time for all of us when we have to put our hands up and say, being a Christian is not going to work for me unless I give it everything. Unless, of course, you are actually dedicated to dying of terminal boredom so let's pray oh Father I thank you so much Lord so so much that you never want us to stay where we are but you always call us on into a deeper higher fuller wider walk with you Father thank you you desire us thank you Holy Spirit you yearn jealously over us Father, all we can do is respond to that desire in your heart with a thankful heart ourselves. Throwing ourselves on your great grace and mercy and love. Father, thank you so much for what you're doing and what you're always doing. Father, we don't need to wake you up. It's us that needs to wake up to what you're doing and the glory of your presence eternally with us. Help us, Lord, to give you what you want without let or hindrance. Help us to have an open hand towards you, Lord, in every particular of our lives. Help us to rise up and take what you're holding out. Father, we bless you. We thank you. Take us as we are, Lord, and transform us. For Jesus' sake, And in his name I pray. Amen. So just to conclude. If you're listening on the tape. Ask the Lord now if there's anything you need to apologise for. And when you've done that. Ask for a rule of life. Maybe it's already been mentioned. Set your mind that you agree with this and you want to go this way because this is the route to the acceleration in the Spirit that you so desire. This is that which was spoken of. Five years growth in 12 months. Do business with him if you've been coasting along. Make those quality choices and ask the Holy Spirit's assistance to keep you to them. Maybe you even want to tell someone else what you've decided to do and make yourself accountable to them. It's always a good thing to do. So God will bless you and he will bless his word to you. And thank you so much for listening to all of this. I appreciate it. And his word won't return to void. It will accomplish that which he purposes. And it will bring forth fruit in your lives. God bless you.